Welcome to The Excellent Fiduciary, a podcast from Roland Chris, where we explore what it takes to meet and exceed the demands of managing a retirement plan in today's complex market. Now, let's begin today's show with an introduction from our Roland Chris host. With me today uh, is Christine Denton. She's going to be on our podcast as our expert guest. Uh, Christine is Executive Vice President for Roland Chris's Risk Practice Group. Christine, thanks for joining me today to discuss a topic that is sometimes well overlooked by retirement plan committees and investment committees that serve ERISA-qualified plans. So we're going to talk about mutual fund share classes. Uh, before we get into uh, a discussion of the issues that you and I would like to chat about, I'd like to just go ahead and add a little bit of color to this. And that, our, that is that our firm maintains a, an examination daily of the lawsuits that are filed by retirement plan participants against their employers for violating fiduciary rules. Uh, we've seen that the majority of class action lawsuits filed against investment committees and employers in recent years focus on excessive fees. Uh, for example, defendants in the case filed against SeaWorld just this month were accused of offering plan participants higher cost fund shares when otherwise identical lower cost shares were available, which the allegation claims caused participants to have diminished investment returns in their 401k accounts. Well, these alleged breaches of fiduciary duty often come down to decisions over which mutual fund share class to offer to the participants. So, Christine, if you will, walk us through, walk our audience through a description of share classes. Thank you, Ron. Uh, thanks for having me, and I would love to, to talk about that. It is a um, somewhat overlooked issue with a lot of retirement plan uh, sponsors and committees uh, that serve the plans. And um, so I think it's a really important point um, to, to make and to provide a little bit of, of clarification on. Uh, some mutual funds offer investors different types of shares, and we, talk, we call those share classes, different types of share classes. Um, in many cases, offering these multiple share classes makes it possible for smaller retirement plans to gain access to funds that maybe formerly only were available to plans with larger asset amounts. For many funds, the only difference between share classes is the fee that they charge. And so this is why this is so important for uh, plan sponsors to understand because as you've um, illustrate, illustrated uh, with the lawsuit, um, fees are, are somewhat sometimes what uh, trip a plan sponsor up and lead to a, um, a, a litigation on down the line. But each class invests in the same portfolio of securities, um, has the same investment objectives and policies, but each class has different shareholder services and distribution arrangements that are accompanied by those different fees and expenses. Uh, but because of the various fees and costs, each class will likely have different performance outcomes. Um, a multi-class structure offers fiduciaries the ability to select a fee and expense structure that's most important for their retirement plan's goals. And that's that's really uh, the goal of, of every retirement plan fiduciary is to make um, decisions that are in the best interest of the plan and their participants and beneficiaries. Well, as you know, we're frequently asked uh, how a resources 
manager or a fiduciary committee decides which share class is most appropriate for a fund in their 401k or 403b plan. Could you tell us what to look for? Yes, I think the best way to approach that question is to just kind of provide a glossary of terms. Um, this is a very broad overview of share class structures, but it will give you um, a general idea um, as to how these share classes um, are, are organized. Um, but but the, the best way to look at that is just to, to look at how they're ranked um, and some of the characteristics um, within each one of them. So I'm going to talk about five uh, general classes of, of shares. The first one being class A shares. Uh, they typically charge a front end sales load, uh, but they tend to have a lower indirect charge, um, which would be uh, like a 12B1 fee and a lower annual expense than other mutual fund share classes. Some mutual funds reduce that front end load as the size of the investment increases. And those kinds of discounts are called breakpoints. Uh, class B shares typically don't have a front end, a front end sales load, um, instead, they may charge a back-end sales load and a 12B1 fee along with some other annual expenses. And then a Class C share may have that 12B1 fee, other annual expenses, either a front-end or a back-end sales load. Uh, but those front and back-end sales loads for the C shares tend to be lower than those Class A or Class B shares. Class C shares tend to have higher annual expenses, though, than either the Class A or Class B shares. Uh, for a lot of our retirement plan sponsors, and particularly plans with larger assets, uh, these next two categories might um, sound fam more familiar. Uh, class I shares, uh, which also referred to as institutional shares, may have a lower overall fee than all of the, the above uh, three shares that we've already talked about, uh, but they would be sold only to institutional investors or employees through their employer's retirement plan. And then finally, the Class, Air, class R share um, offers unique advantages for retirement savers. Like I shares, uh, the R class of mutual funds are available only through employee-based retirement accounts and are sold to financial intermediaries that serve those employer-sponsored defined contribution retirement accounts. You can't buy them on the open market. Uh, the, I, the R class shares don't have a sales charge, but some of them do carry annual expenses. Um, and you're less likely to find embedded expenses within those shares as well, like the 12B1 fees that we mentioned before. Mutual funds with R shares are meant for retirement-minded investors or those that are maybe ending the, uh, nearing the end of their career. And for this reason, they're often referred to as retirement shares. Uh, but they're specifically designed to help retirement savers incorporate relevant mutual funds into their portfolios for the purpose of long-term value investing. Our class shares are intended to provide income in future years rather than short-term lump sum payments in the interim. So if a fund offers multiple classes, it may describe them all in a single prospectus, or a fund family may provide individual prospectuses for each type of share class that they offer. Well, that's a great picture uh, top down of the mm -hmm. share class categories, and I appreciate that. Uh, much more could be said about how to pick the appropriate share class. We won't go into that today. I think today's intention was to familiarize our audience with the categories of share classes. And uh, in connection with that, you mentioned a bit ago 
the term 12B1 fee. Could you take a minute or two and elaborate on what is a 12B1 fee? Sure, that's a really good question. Um, 12B1 fees are the revenue share component of a mutual funds expense ratio. And typically the revenue share is used to pay for certain retirement plan services that are um, maybe to, that are uh, paid to service providers to the plan, costs like record keeper or broker fees. So I guess what we're saying here is in addition to evaluating the costs of investment options made available in a defined contribution plan, uh, in addition to picking share class, then understanding what this so-called 12B1 fee or this revenue sharing fee would then become important as well, I assume. That's, yes, that's a correct assumption. Um, it's why it's so important for plan sponsors to, to have good monitoring um, of their investment options in the fund lineup. Um, and that monitoring should include a, you know, a, a pretty good dive into breaking out what the individual fee components are within you know, each of the mutual funds in their lineup. Okay. Well, as we wrap up today's podcast, what recommendations would you make to a listener who is responsible for the operation of their enterprise's retirement plan and their investment decision-making process? Well, first, we would recommend that uh, every retirement plan and retirement plan investment committee periodically examine the different share class options within their funds uh, lineup, uh, within their plans lineup. Awareness of those share classes uh, the plan is eligible for can help the fiduciaries ensure that they're offering participants the lowest cost option. And I think that's really important to expand upon because there are breakpoints along the way, as we talked about earlier, and it's good to examine the amounts that are being invested in each one of those investment options and periodically check in with your record keeper or whoever it is that is providing um, the lineup to you to make sure that your participants are getting the lowest cost investment um, option that they, they can possibly qualify for. Um, and that's a, that's a really important function uh, that all plan fiduciaries should go undergo at least annually. Uh, we would recommend, you know, more frequently than that, perhaps even quarterly. Um, the second thing I would recommend is that uh, documentation of the share class review be done. Uh, that is as essential as the review itself uh, because that documentation is going to provide a written record of each evaluation that includes the comparison of those fund expenses against av available share classes. Uh, that's going to be a, an important piece of of protection for plan sponsors um, as, um, as they, you know, perhaps find themselves in litigation, as you, as you referred to earlier, uh, that documentation is, is really going to help them um, demonstrate the process, that prudent process uh, that they went through to select those uh, shares. Well, very good. Thank you, Christine. And thanks to our audience for tuning in today. Uh, we appreciate you, Christine, sharing your experience and insights with us. Thank you for having me. Well, to our audience, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Excellent Fiduciary Podcast. To learn more, visit RolandChris.com. Have a good day.